Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football league with the help of our starting lineup. At host to quarterback the show, we have Nick Giacobbe. Up next, a dual threat in Dynasty and Daily Fantasy, we have Cody Repass. And finally, working the waiver wire, we have Nick Cap. These are your playmakers that will provide you with sleepers, breakouts, and busts to help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 24 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give you our predictions, our picks, in the hopes that we help you prevail throughout the 2021 fantasy football season. I am your host, Nick Giacobbe, and joining me is Nick Cap. Nick, we're through week 11. How did things go for you this week? Not too bad. I tried to, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about it, but I tried tanking in a league and I, uh, I, I won. Uh, that's no fun, but. <laughs> That's karma uh, for know, trying to tank. Well, you know, this week, you know, I'm a little happy. We're recording on a Monday night, and all my games are decided at least. You know, no stress going through to the night. So that's always fun. I unless, have the- unless if Chris Godwin puts up a goose egg, then I'm literally up by point five points on someone. So if Chris Godwin puts up a goose egg, then I'll have the greatest day of my life. Yeah, that'd be that. I mean, it happened to you last year with Calvin Ridley. Uh, last year, Calvin last Ridley. year Nick was up. I think was it a point? You could. You could uh, I was up. I was up two or four, and Calvin Ridley was left on Monday Night Football um, and put up zero point. I think it was week five, I want to say. It was early in the season, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was four, week four or week five, and Calvin Ridley got a, put up a goose egg. And the kid uh, we were playing, you know, he was he was talking. He was, he was chirping. Call him out. Well, he, he's a listener. Nick, yeah, he, I'll Nick, call him out. You know Nick, who you are, Nick. Nick. He's a listener. He's he's doing very well this year. I think he's like the second seed or something in our league. But yeah, he's uh, doing. Well. Look, he bounced back after that. I give him props. You know, I'm struggling this year. I got him last year. He he talked his nonsense, and to his credit, he said his team blowed after that. We winded up finishing as the number one and two score. It was 192 to I think 190 or 100. Uh, we were the so. top scorers that week. That was one of the only weeks I wasn't the top scorer last yeah. year. Um, I, I did well this week in fantasy for the first time in seems like forever. I won all four of my matchups before Monday night, thanks to the best player in fantasy football, Jonathan Taylor, who I took in all four of my leagues, 56 points. I think I think that's the highest amount he got in one of the leagues. I think he had like 45, 52, 56, 56, something like that. But thanks to Taylor, I'm going to win all four of my leagues, and I think I'm the highest scorer in three of them maybe. Mm-hmm. So needed those wins big time. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, we have a fun show planned for you guys. It's Thanksgiving week, so we have a bit of a Thanksgiving episode planned since this is the last show that we have before Thanksgiving. Um, so we have a fun show plan. We have our news. Uh, we have our weekly wrap, our studs and duds. Then we have a couple Thanksgiving segments to end the show talking about stuff that we're thankful for and a Thanksgiving preview for the three games that are taking place on Thanksgiving. If this is, this is your first time listening, thank you so much. We do this show on Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays for the Tuesdays and Friday shows. The audio version is available 
on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, basically anywhere where you could get your podcast, you could listen to us. If you are on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a review. If you want to watch and listen to the show, go to our YouTube channel, Primetime Fantasy Podcast. All of the episodes are also uploaded to YouTube. For the Sunday show, it is live every single Sunday. Time does fluctuate based on me and Nick's work schedules and everything else we do. But we do let you guys know in advance what time we'll be going live. You could ask us questions beforehand on Saturday, Friday, and we'll answer them on the show or on Twitter. Or we'll even answer your questions live. Jump in the live chat on Sundays. The live show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For social media, our Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram is Primetime FF Pod. YouTube and Facebook is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. I do want to correct myself. The live show is Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, not Instagram. Can't go Instagram live with the other um, with the other uh, destinations. So let's start with segment one: injury updates and news. Justin Fields suffered a bruise. Uh, his, his ribs are bruised. I believe he left the game. I think in the second quarter. Um, he probably won't start on Thursday for Thanksgiving. This is exactly the situation that Matt Nagy wanted because Justin Fields goes out, Andy Dalton comes in, Andy Dalton almost wins the football game if it wasn't for the defense. Bears did cover, though. It took them in the spread pool. Andy Dalton threw, I think, two touchdowns. He definitely had one to Darnell Mooney off of a screen, which is a nice 15-yard swing for my fantasy teams. All four of them, all four of them at Darnell Mooney in the starting lineup. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think Matt Nagy wants Andy Dalton to start, so he's getting his wish. But, Nick, what does this mean for the the Bears, the football team, for fantasy perspective with Justin Fields sitting out on Thanksgiving? And he hasn't been ruled out yet, but definitely doesn't sound like he would be starting, especially when Andy Dalton did play uh, pretty well on Sunday. David Montgomery, go have a day against Detroit. Uh, I know we struggled this last week and people were concerned about him, but you know, the, the teams run ran the ball so many times. Nick, Nick Chubb, I don't want to cut you off, but Nick Chubb just scored 25 against the Lions. Like, Yeah, you know, he's going to go off. He's going to have a day. It's not going to be um, a problem for him. I think Montgomery bounces back, um, especially, you know, Fields has been pretty good running. He's been good on the ground. And um, without him there, you know, they're just going to have to keep running the ball. They're going to have to pound the rock. And, the, the, you know, Andy Dalton's not the most mobile quarterback, obviously, but – not only just not mobile, he doesn't move out of the pocket a lot. Like, they don't run a lot of moving pocket, which means it's going to be a good day for David Montgomery. He's going to be on those checkdowns. He's going to be running the ball. Um, he did pretty well up until his injury with Dalton at quarterback anyway. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, he should have a fine day. The offense is also geared towards Andy Dalton. The system never changed for Justin Fields. It didn't change in the preseason, didn't change in training camp, didn't change throughout the season. Justin Fields is in the Andy Dalton system. So they're not changing anything. The playbook, the system isn't changing. So uh, that's that. We'll talk more about that on um, in, in our last segment. CeeDee Lamb's in concussion protocol. The quote that I saw was, um, I believe he should play Thursday, or it's likely that he plays Thursday. He was feeling good today. So he hasn't cleared it today as of Monday. We're recording Monday, November 22nd. You're listening to the show on Tuesday the 23rd or something like that. So, um, But he hasn't cleared concussion protocol as of yet. A.J. Brown left yesterday's game due to a chest injury. The x-rays were negative on the ribs, but we don't have any more information on that at the moment. I think he's had, what, three injuries this year? He's had this in the hammy for sure. Yeah. I think he had an ankle. Did he have an ankle too? That's uh, a, I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, remember. that's for shame because when he's on the field, he's a, he's a beast, but a couple injuries this year. Um, nothing more to say on that. Michael Carter, next guy that he just traded for last week, his keeper, low-grade high ankle sprain. He is now out two to three weeks. Nick, what does that mean for your Jets? Horrendous. We, we finally, you know, it's like Mike White's glimmer of hope, less than a week, gets injured after the first drive. 
for the second drive. Um, Michael Carter, he's the he's the RB three since the bye week. Hurt. Out for who the, well, well, who who were the first two, Jonathan Taylor and Eckler? I think so. I mean, you know, there's also other people on bye in between, so it's a little inflated, but. I mean, still, you know, he was looking really good, and it's like, you know, way way to put a dimmer, a little dimmer on, uh, you know, a guy that looked really good coming out of the bye. It, it hurts as a Jets fan. It sucks. But, you know, at least it's only an ankle sprain. It's not a broken ankle. Should be, you know, we say two weeks. Um, we said two weeks for Saquon. You know, it feels like he's been out the whole year. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And who's the backup now? Is it? Montgomery? It's uh, Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman. Okay. Are you playing either of them? Ty Johnson had a fine game, and um, not this past week, but he had a couple fine games. Um, they're playing Houston this week. That's a winnable game for the Jets. That's a that's a winnable game. They should they should win the game. They should come on. I I would expect the there's, Jets. There's to not many game. times when you could say that's a winnable game for the Jets. This is one of them. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think you can get away with playing Johnson if you have to. Um, but I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to play a Jets running back. Uh, Logan Thomas is expected to practice this week. He's been on the IR with a hamstring injury since week six. Doesn't really sound like he's going to play this week, but we'll see. We'll update you more on uh, – well, we're going to record Friday's show a couple days early because Thanksgiving scheduling, but yeah. we'll give you the updates that we can give you. Kevin Stefanski said that Jarvis Lanchy will play through his knee injury. He's hopeful that Kareem Hunt will play this week, still on the IR, and Baker Mayfield, quote-unquote, should start on Sunday. Um, so those are your Browns updates. That's all your injury updates. Really nothing more to say. Um, unless you want to touch on any of those Browns, I got, I got nothing to say on them. No, I think we everybody knows our opinion. You trust the running backs and no one else there. Yep. All right, we're now going to go from the news to the weekly review, weekly recap, give you your studs and duds at each position. Start off with the quarterbacks. Quarterback one, Justin Herbert on Sunday night football, 34 points. Quarterback two, Aaron Rodgers, 33 points. Quarterback three, Jalen Hurts. He's been phenomenal this year, 30 points. Quarterback four, Cam Newton. Super Cam is back, 26 points. And quarterback five, Kirk Cousins. Who is your biggest quarterback stud of the week, Nick? Mine's Cam Newton. First game back as a starter and you come out and you show like that. You know, him and McCaffrey are a really good duo. Um, you know, there's not going to be a lot of weeks where McCaffrey's catching the ball from Cam for a touchdown. Um, but Cam had a good week and McCaffrey had a good week. I think both, I think they combined for 54 or 57, somewhere in between there. They both had monster weeks. Um, there was a little bit of concern with McCaffrey with, you know, is Cam going to take away the rushing load? No. This offense was always geared towards a passing quarterback that had the ability to roll out of the pocket. And that's exactly what Cam is. Um, he's a threat on the goal line to run the ball. Um, and he's incredibly good at it, but CMC is always going to rack up yards on this offense. So he's always going to have productive games. There should be no concern with McCaffrey, um, even like tempered expectations. I would not temper my expectations. I think the ceiling's so high um, for the duo. I'm not a Cam Newton guy. I actually used to love, love, love Cam Newton. Then he started dabbing and this and that, yada, yada, yada. But he's having fun, man. Like I watched him run out of the tunnel. He did his little airplane thing and – he does the dancing, and he's having fun. He's just meant to be in, on that team, so um, he's fun to watch, actually. Uh, for me, it's Kirk Cousins, though. Kirk Cousins, sneak, he's a sneaky uh, sneaky quarterback this year in fantasy. He scored the eighth most fantasy points for quarterbacks, and there's been a couple guys that are injured. Russell Wilson, Mahomes um, didn't play very well, et cetera. So anyone to go to averages, um, Kirk Cousins has averaged the ninth most fantasy points this year. 
um, among quarterbacks. It's more than Aaron Rodgers, more than Dak Prescott, more than Joe Burrow, uh, more than Russell Wilson, who's really far down this list because he's had a bunch of stinkers, and I'm going to rip him apart again today. <laughs> um, more than Derek Carr. So Kirk Cousins has had a couple top five finishes, and he's been a very viable fantasy quarterback. He went against a really good Green Bay defense. We kind of were worried about those wide receivers and the offense as a whole, but they shut our mouths. And Justin Jefferson's 40 points looked really, really good on my team. So um, I'll talk about him. And it should have been more. That was a touchdown, by the way. That was a 50. I'll talk about it in a second. I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, for me, um, he's starting to become a guy that you could trust. And you know what? I'll say this, because we're going to go into duds in a second. I would play Kirk Cousins over Russell Wilson for the rest of the season. I wouldn't even think twice about it. I would not think twice about it. There's probably other quarterbacks that are drafted ahead of him um, that I would play Kirk Cousins over at the moment. Um, I mean, just looking at the list right now, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him over Dak. He's just a stat sheet stuffer. I'd play him over Derek Carr. Him and Burrow matchup dependent. Um, Stafford will play over him though. But anyway, top ten fantasy quarterback right now, um, Kirk Cousins. Duds of the week, quarterback twenty, Joe Burrow. Nine points, Joe. I said to play you last week. I really did, and I was wrong. Quarterback 23, Russell Wilson. You stink. You stink. You the whole team is terrible and fire Pete Carroll. Quarterback 25, Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs won that game handedly, but Pat Mahomes only 7.5 points. And quarterback 27, Dak Prescott, 2.6 points against that Chiefs defense. Nick, who is your biggest quarterback dud of the week? I'm not talking Russell Wilson, so if you want to talk Russell Wilson, you can't. I'm not talking Russ. I think I got to talk Dak. This was your opportunity to kind of show out. And, you know, the Cowboys, we've been saying all year, or, you know, the Cowboys looked like Super Bowl contenders. And then you went up against, um, what was it, Denver, and got absolutely was Denver. You come out the next week against Atlanta, and you destroy them. You dismantle them. You say, you know, that last week was a fluke. We're going to Kansas City. We're going to go send a message to the league. We're the number one offense. And you put up nine points against Kansas City's defense. Kansas City's defense has improved a lot. Like, they, they've gotten a lot better um, than people think. Over the last four weeks, they've done a really good job of, like, just holding points. Um, and the offense has been struggling more so in Kansas City. Um, but they're still winning games recently. I think they're the number three seed now in the AFC. But Dak, come on, this is your matchup. This is the game you're supposed to do well. And I get Amari Cooper went down. I get C.D. Lamb is down. But you got two good running backs there. You have two other good receivers outside of that. Cedric Wilson's pretty solid as a receiver. Michael Gallup looked really talented, you know, for the last few years and looked pretty good in the game. Dalton Schultz has been pretty reliable, not not for fantasy purposes, as a tight end all year. And Dak, come on, I don't want to hear it. You lose your number one guy and you struggle this much. I, I, I can't have the excuse of that. I have some breaking news here. Rappaport quarterback Andy Dalton is expected to start on Thursday with Justin Fields dealing with a rib injury. Turnaround is too quick. So um, that's what we expected. Another update. Um, the tweet right under that, Barstool Sportsbook. Nine years ago today, we were gifted one of the greatest plays in New York sports history. Nick, would you like to guess which play that is? Is it the Sanchez? Oh, yes, it is the Sanchez's butt fumble. Oh, yeah. It was the greatest player. You know, the NFL NFL put the top 100 plays of all time and put it at number 99 just because they wanted to slide it in there. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I love the butt fumble. Um, My quarterback, Dud. Russell Wilson, like, you shouldn't be played anymore. I don't think any Seahawks should be played except for DK Metcalf, and even he's a bit streaky at this. uh, Lockett actually had a better game than him, but still. uh, Fire Pete Carroll. That's all I'm going to say because (laughs) – 
nothing's right over there. Nothing's right over there at the moment. Um, I thought about Joe Burrow because I've been on the Joe Burrow train the whole season. I really have. And I still like him. I'm, so, I'm going to play him every single week in my dynasty league over Russell Wilson. Um, but the Raiders' defense is not very good. Um, I know it was a Joe Mixon show. I think he had 25 points. And I'm pretty sure Bengals won that one, right, by like 10 or something like that. I think they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it wasn't the Joe Burrow show, and that's okay. It was the Joe Mixon show. And I think Mixon had two or three touchdowns, so that's okay from a fantasy perspective. It's a dud game. I'm not really worried about him per se, but he is a guy that I did say last week. He was my, one of my starts of the week, and I was wrong. So I got to kind of own up to that one because when I'm right, I brag. When I'm wrong, I will own up to it. <laughs> Running backs. I am going to brag about this one. Running back one, Jonathan Taylor, 53.4 points. Drafted him in all four of my leagues. How about it? Jonathan Taylor, the running back one on the season right now. Right behind him, the Austin Eckler, 41.5 points. There is somebody that thought they had a matchup one after Jonathan Taylor's game and lost it on Sunday night. There are humans out there, and that absolutely must suck. Court, uh, running back five, DeAndre Swift, 22.6 points. He's also shut my mouth. Running back seven, Nick Chubb, 22.4. And running back eight, James Conner against that horrific Seattle defense. Nick, who's your biggest running back uh, stud of the week? Not I know named, you're going to talk not, about not, him. Not named Jonathan Taylor, because I don't even think we need to talk about Jonathan Taylor. Just five touchdowns, 168 all-purpose yards. Do we even need to talk about him at this point? I'll let, I'll let you talk about him because you I'm called it before the season him. started. So I'm going to let you talk about him, but there's really not much to say besides, I mean. I'm going to say this. Jonathan Taylor, I said at the start of the year, would finish as the RB1. This was the week I said Jonathan Taylor will struggle. He's going against the number one defense against the running back. And the dude just dropped 53 points, the fourth greatest fantasy game for a running back ever. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute unit. This guy, this guy's phenomenal. I'm I'm stoked for my prediction about him. I really am. I'm stoked that he's on all four of my fantasy teams. (laughs) Um, I will mention this though, in terms of averages, Taylor's still number two behind Derrick Henry. Um, in terms of he probably is not going to catch him. Uh, yeah, Henry's average is 24.2. Taylor's is 24. The highest is still Cooper Cup. Oh, we could 25. catch him. The highest is still Cooper Cup, 25.9. I'm still a steal of the draft. So I'll talk about James Conner. He's the running back one right now in Arizona with Chase Edmonds out, and he could remain the running back one. I think he's had two out of the last three weeks with 20 plus points or 15 plus points. They'd like to the use RB8 him at the, on the year. Yeah, they'd like to use him at the goal line. If you got Connor in rounds like eight to 10, you got a steal. He's one of the steals of the draft. I didn't draft well in the later rounds, but there's somebody out there who drafted Debo. Connor and like Mike Williams in back to back to back rounds, and they're number one in their fantasy league because of that. Oh, yeah. Duds on the week number 28, Antonio Gibson. He has a timeshare on this dud list. Number 31, uh, Jeff Wilson, 6.8 points. He's a hot player for 49ers. Number 46, Alex Collins, 3.6 points. I guess Pete Carroll's comment on Monday of we have to run the ball more didn't really come true because they yep. lost the football game. <laughs> And Zach Moss, 0.5 points. Who was your biggest dud of the week? It's Antonio Gibson. I said before the week, I don't trust him. I don't think, you know, I think that last week was a one-off. There's still something not right with him. Going into the half, he had negative fantasy points. He came out of the half and went for 60 yards, and that's the reason he finished positive. And then he fumbled it, <laughs> like, in the first. He fumbled it in the first, which took two points away. It would have been at 9-5 off 95 rushing yards. That, that means they're not throwing the ball to, to him. You know, there's a there's a problem with that offense. Antonio Gibson will not be that guy with Heineke at quarterback. Yeah, he's not going to be an elite running back. Um, 
it, with that current situation. He's still talented, but something's off with the injury. The scheme is not right for him. They're using J.D. McKissick in a game where they should be using Gibson. Um, so, you know, I'm not doubting the talent. I'm just telling you the player is not going to perform because, you know, injury, scheme, quarterback, all the things that make up what makes a good fantasy running back, it's not it's not there for Gibson. No. And this is a game they won. This is a game they handled pretty well against Carolina. They should have been running the ball more, and he had a good amount of yards, no doubt about it, 95. But that's not enough for a good fantasy game. No. Um, for me, it's going to be Jeff Wilson because a lot of people rushed to their waiver wire to pick up Jeff Wilson after Elijah uh, Mitchell went out with his injury, and they played him as a running back too. Only at 6.8 points, didn't crack. He's running back 31. He didn't crack the top 30. Um, he had 50 rushing yards, which is okay, but Debo Samuel actually was the leading rusher for the 49ers with 79. His long was 25. He had a touchdown. Again, you can't trust 49ers in fantasy. I've said it before. You just can't do it. Kyle Shanahan's not going to let us do it. It's Debo and Kittle. That's that's about it. On to the wide receivers. Uh, I put a lot of receivers in this list because there's a lot of guys that we could mention here. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one, 37.2 points. Uh, number two, Devontae Adams, 30.5. Wide receiver three, Elijah Moore, 29.6. Wide receiver four, Deontay Johnson, 23.1. Wide receiver five, Darnell Mooney, 23.1. Wide receiver 8, Brandon Ayuk, 21.5. Wide receiver 9, Terry McLaurin, 21.3. Wide receiver 10, Mike Williams, 20.7. I'm going to go with this one first, Nick, because I want to mention a couple of these guys. Um, yep. Mike Williams has had a lot of dud weeks. I think he needed this one to put some confidence back in his fantasy owners, especially against a good Steelers defense. So Mike Williams, um, good game by him. Um, Deontay Johnson looked great. Sunday Night Football with Big Ben. Big Ben, definitely not uh, affected by covid um, we were both worried about the Vikings wide receivers. I didn't even mention Adam Thielen, but I think he was number six. So Thielen and Jefferson both in the top 10. And Justin Jefferson had a, a 40-yard touchdown robbed. They ruled him down at the one. Yep. That's big bonus points for our league. He so so did Michael he Carter. Could've, he could have lapped. Um, was it, well, Yeah, I saw Carter's. He could have lapped uh, Jonathan Taylor's number with that. Yeah. Well, he would have came closer, close to 50. Um, I know you were high. Ter- you weren't high on Terry McLaurin. I was. Um Lastly, you were high on IU. You may want to mention it. But lastly, I do want to apologize to Elijah Moore. Nick called him big time on the Sunday morning show and said he was a big time play. I said no. His receptions have been great over the last few weeks. I think he's averaging like six. I think he's like 10 targets, eight targets, and six receptions every week. Um, he had a long touchdown, 29.6 points in ESPN Standard League. So I apologize to Elijah Moore. He should be rostered in all leagues at this point. He's, he's talented. He's getting balls thrown his way, even though he's a jet. Um, if you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league, he's a good option. So I do want to apologize. Nick was right on that one. So Nick, you could you could talk about any receiver you want at this point. I <laughs> yeah, I think you hit a couple of them. Uh, so just a couple guys. You know, I wanted to run through them real quick. I'll tell you the three I was really right on. And the guy I was really wrong on. I was right about Elijah Moore. His production's been up. It's like you know the Jets are not a good team in general, which is why people rule out all their players. But the Jets actually have talent talent at the positions. Their offensive line is horrendous. Michael Carter looks good. Elijah Moore looks good. Um, when Corey, when Zach Wilson had time in the pocket, Corey Davis had productive games. Um, the, the team actually does look pretty good um, on the offensive side of the ball. The defense, you know, th- that's not up for debate. Elijah Moore looks good. Brandon Ayuk, I told you, start him. He's going to give you a good enough game. He had a better than a good enough game. He had his best game of the year. Uh, Mike Williams, I told you Sunday morning. Um, this is a game where he bounces back. They're going to need him. They're going to have to use him, and that's what happened. 
And I'll tell you where I was wrong. Terry McLaurin, I thought you'd get shadowed by Stephon Gilmore all game. That's not the case. That was not the case. Um, they did not show you the respect you deserved. You're way too talented for them to treat you the way that they did on defense. Um, and you showed them why you are a top 10 talent in this league. All right. And the duds, Brandon Cooks, 3.8 and Michael Pittman, 4.3. I'm going to talk about Cooks because I said he was a big play this week. He was going up against the Tennessee defense that I believe had given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. They were definitely top three. And the Texans won the game. The Texans looked kind of good. I know Tannehill threw like at least two, three picks. I don't remember the number, but Texans won the game. And Brandon Cooks only had 3.8 fantasy points. Um, yeah, I was wrong on that one. So I do want to admit um, my mistake. So, Nick, I don't know if you want to talk about Pittman, but uh, you've been your guy. I'll, I'll just tell you very shortly on Pittman. Pittman, he's talented, tough matchup, tough game. They just ran the ball down the down Buffalo's yeah. throat. You saw from Taylor's number. It's a one-off. Don't be concerned. Yep, agreed. On to tight ends, tight end one, Zach Ertz, 28.8 points. I did play him in my Dynasty League, so that Seahawks game wasn't 100% miserable for me. <laughs> um, Kelsey was two. We're not going to talk about Kelsey. Uh, tight end three, Darren Waller, 18.6 is what you expect from him. Tight end five, Mark Andrews. I was wrong. Uh, tight end six, Dawson yep. Knox, 14 points. I'll talk about Mark Andrews because I was wrong. I said don't play him with – was it Brett Huntley? Was he a quarterback? Was it Brett Huntley? Yeah, Brett Huntley. It was Brett Huntley. I said don't play Mark Andrews. I said I'm scared of playing any Ravens, um, and I was wrong. 15.3, I believe he had a touchdown and 50 yards. Sounds about right to me. Um, top five tight end play. He's been really productive this year. I think he's pretty much been matchup proof. You draft him in rounds like five, six, where you could draft a tight end and say, all right, Hawkinson, Andrews, Pitts, you know, one of these guys. Really productive. Um, so I was wrong about Mark Andrews, and he he, uh, he shut my mouth this week. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Dawson Knox. Nick called him out early in the year as this year's Robert Tunyon. He's not. He's better. He's a better football player. Uh, Knox was used, or Tunyon last year found most of his production off touchdowns. Knox is finding it on yards, and he plays a very similar to Robert Tunyon. So it's pretty shocking that he's being able to do this. If Knox can, you know, carry this over in this yardage and these reception numbers to next year. Buffalo's stats are going to get better. If you could go trade for Dawson Knox right now and you, you know, you have one of those debatable tight ends. I think Knox, you could plug and play every single week without a problem. I'm with you on that. Yep. Uh, tight end duds of the week. Kyle Pitts, 5.9 Hunter Henry, 4.5. Those are the only duds that I really find uh, the top tight ends kind of produced this week. Yeah. Kyle Pitts is not the problem. The Falcons are the problem. Every week I take the Falcons in my yep. spread pool. Every week I do it. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> Every time there's something that I need the Falcons to do right, they do it wrong. Week one, I had all the Falcons loaded up in my daily fantasy lineup. No good. There's another week I think I said I needed Kyle Pitts to do something. No good. I, anytime I need them in the spread pool, no good. I hate the Falcons. I'm starting to really hate the Falcons because there's too much talent on that football team to be so bad, to be so embarrassing every single week, being blown up by the Cowboys, blown up by the Patriots. And these are good football teams, don't get me wrong, but getting blown out with all that talent, I hate the Falcons. They're on my, they're on my hate list. They're making the list. I can't stand the Falcons. So you know what? Until they fix that team, I don't know if you can play Kyle Pitts because there are other tight ends out there. Maybe you have Dawson Knox as your backup or Gusecki or uh, Dan Arnold. I don't know how many are. I don't think Arnold had a good game either. But still, no, I a bad game. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm comfortable playing Kyle Pitts, and even knowing the talent, because that team is horrendous, terrible. Top five draft pick on the way for the Falcons. 
I, th- I think that they're going to fire Arthur Smith within the next two years. Fire everybody. Fire everybody. Trade everybody. <laughs> There's nothing good about the Falcons. Right? I, I hate to say this, but Dan Quinn put this team in a better position to win week in and week out than this guy. You know, the, I, I'm on. I'm with you on Kyle Pitts. I don't want to talk Henry. Um, Kyle Pitts is extremely talented. He's immensely talented. I don't want to hear the Calvin Ridley nonsense. I, I don't want to hear he's not finding production because it's Calvin Ridley. No. Julio found production in this offense. Calvin Ridley found production in this offense. Kyle Pitts can find production in this offense. All three as the number one have the ability to be a number one receiver on the team, and none of them are doing it because of a coaching staff. I know Julio's not there anymore, but at the end, Julio wasn't able to do that either. Even I forget who the coach was. I think it was Quinn last year. But, yeah. you know, there, there's some problems with that team. They, they are – so dumb for keeping Matt Ryan and not getting rid of him. They needed to go full blown re, um, you know, rebuild, and they chose. Nah, we're gonna stick it out. Gotten, with Matt Ryan. They could have gotten Cam. They could have gotten Cam Newton. No, yeah, even Cam would have been a better option. Yeah, Matt instead, Ryan, Matt Ryan's toasted. Matt instead, Ryan. Matt Ryan's toasted. Instead, they decided we're gonna make Cordell Patterson our premier player and build the offense around him. Yeah, I don't. You know, he's played fine. I'm not gonna deny that, but. If Cordell Patterson is your solution to fixing an offense and rolling and, you know, being a good team, you're not making the playoffs. I don't care. No. All righty. Those are studs and duds for week 11. Week 11 is crazy. Playoffs are in like three weeks, and I'm kind of scared about it because most of my teams, like, need wins. Yeah. All righty. We're thankful for a couple of things this year. We're thankful. We're going to each give you a list of five things we are thankful for in the fantasy football Um Season 2021 fantasy football season. So, Nick, you want to go first? You want to read off uh, read off your list five to one? Five to one? All right. So, we're going to go number five. I got Michael Pittman. I'm thankful for him. I drafted him in a ton of leagues. He's going to wind up finishing the year as a top 20 receiver. He got drafted around wide receiver uh, 45 or later. Pittman's been phenomenal this year. Carson Wentz has been really good. That Colts team has been really good. Um, you know, for a fantasy perspective, a lot of people were a little were concerned. You know, new quarterback. Um, you know, there's no real wide receiver one. Pittman stepped up. He's been phenomenal. The kid looks so talented. You just if you just watch Michael Pittman play football, like he is really, really just a good football player. Number four is Jalen Hurts, and I'm thankful for him because he proved me wrong. Um, I drafted him in one league because you know I saw the hype around him and I try and always grab one guy. Um Every guy that I'm always doubtful of, I try and grab one of them in each of my leagues just because if I'm wrong, at least I got something right with them. So but Jalen Hurts, I drafted you in a league where quarterbacks were flying off the board and you were there late, and you're a big reason why I'm going to probably make the playoffs in my biggest money league. Number three, Austin Eckler's ADP. I'm thankful for that crime, him being at the end of the first round. You know, I said I said last year around this time, Jonathan Taylor or Austin Eckler would be my number one pick in the draft, and it's looking really good so far. Um, I said Jonathan Taylor. He's the one I winded up sticking with. Um, but, you know, that's my guy. That's the guy I'm rolling with. Eckler, I've liked him for years. He's having a healthy year. He's having the premier year as the RB1, and he has delivered so far. No questions asked. Been phenomenal. Going to be phenomenal rest of the year. Number two. My beautiful running back duo. I trusted year two running back, year one running back. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, first and second round pick, 12-man league. Those two are going to carry me with Jalen Hurts to a title. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that team That team looks filthy and those two guys are carrying their load. And my number one thank you. It's a little cheesy, but I'm going to say thank you to all the people that have listened, especially my friends Aww. and my family. I'm going to go a little, little cheesy with it. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to call out some of you that have consistently asked questions or watch and give me some, you know, 
advice and help me out. I got to first off thank Nick Barone here every single week asking questions on the live, um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Always there asking questions. Want to thank my brother Andreas. Always asking questions whenever I say, "Hey, you want to drop a question?" Always answer asks one. Nick's brother, I'm gonna give him a little shout out. Little Joe kid, I, he annoys the hell out of me, but I appreciate the support. Always there, you know, helping us out. Uh, my friend Jake, uh, always there helping me out, asking some questions from time to time whenever it's on IG. Um, never never hesitates to ask. And my girlfriend Victoria, who knows nothing about football but listens to every single episode, I appreciate you all. Is Victoria going to listen to this part when I'm speaking? We'll see. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was going to do a thank you thing too. So um, I'll do mine. Either. Uh, number five for me, um, when the Titans face the Bills on Monday night in this league, I'm four and six since I'll be five and six tomorrow morning. Uh, I was facing Josh Allen and Tyler Bass. They needed to combine for less than 40. I think they combined for like 39 and the Titans defense stuffed Josh Allen at the end there. So I'm thankful <laughs> for that. I needed that win big time. I want to thank Tyson Williams for his week one performance in the Dynasty League. I think I needed Tyson Williams to outscore Mark Andrews on week one of Monday Night Football, and he did. My record's going to be 6-5 and five tomorrow morning. I want to thank Devo Samuel in my 12-man league. Uh, it's actually a Star Wars autograph league, which is pretty cool. Um, the winner's going to get like a Star Wars autograph and money. Um, my team's actually pretty good there. I have Prescott, Taylor, Metcalf, uh, Devo, Kittle, uh, Mooney. So that's a pretty solid team, but I want to thank Debo for his production. I don't know what round I got him in, but I'm very happy I have on one team. Um, I'm thankful that I have Javante Williams on my dynasty team because J.K. Dobbins is out, and I think Javante Williams is going to be a stud in this league. So I'm very happy for that one. Uh, my number one thank you before thanking people um, is Jonathan Taylor. Um, four leagues. I went all in on him, and he has given me everything that a running back uh, first round pick could hope for. So thank you to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, lastly, I want to thank um, everybody else that supported the show that Nick didn't mention. My parents that helped me uh, pay for equipment, including the camera, the light that you see that shines on me, um, this desk, the uh, the stream yard that we actually do this service on. It's a paid by service every single month. So I want to thank them for that. Um, I want to thank the people in all my fantasy leagues that have listened and supported the show. Uh, Jared, Nick, Jake, um, Eagle, Tom, Justin, uh, Hanley, Chris. Uh, I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody um, that has support, but anybody that's in my fantasy leagues that has supported the show. And if you put a question in, that's even better. Thank you so much for that. Um, but anybody else that has supported the show, we really do um, appreciate that. I want to thank my friends, Mike, Britt, and James for always throwing a retweet up there. We appreciate that. I want to thank my roommate, Cody, who um, supportive of the show and definitely doesn't uh, have to watch TV or anything while we're recording. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I want to thank my wonderful girlfriend because she has been very supportive, even though she knows nothing about football and she does like to tease me about the Rams constantly. I'm not thankful about that one um, or telling me that the, the Seahawks suck when they actually do suck. It's like a knife <laughs> in the heart. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to thank her for that. And I also want to thank her parents who, again, know nothing about football, but they have subscribed and will watch the show. Um, so I do want to um, give a shout out to that. So thank you all guys. We really do appreciate that. We appreciate everybody that supported us in any kind of way this season. Um, first, first season with the show. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So we're going to keep pumping out content um, for you guys. We really should have saved this segment for the last segment, but yeah, oh, well, so um, <laughs> yeah, but thanks again, guys. We really do um, appreciate that. So last segment of the show, a Thanksgiving preview. We're going to break down all three games on Thanksgiving, basically what we do on Sunday um, injuries, player we like, don't like, um, let you know who's going to give you a good Thanksgiving feast and who's not. 
First game, Bears-Lions. Why? Why are the Bears and Lions playing on Thanksgiving? Like, why? And why Why aren't the team that I own, the Green Bay Pack? I'm going to file a problem with Roger Goodell for not playing <laughs> on my premier, you know, America, the real America's team in primetime on Thanksgiving. I just don't get it. Tom Brady should be on Thanksgiving. I don't know why Tom Brady's not on Thanksgiving every year. Um, I think Jared Goff may play. I'm not sure about that one. I think Andy Dalton's starting. So the quarterback matchup is going to be absolutely phenomenal for this one. We could get Andy Dalton versus Jared Goff. We could get Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle. Oh, man. Oh, it's going to be great. This is a premier quarterback matchup. Um, Nick, who's a start and a sit for this game? Start and sit. I'm start. I'm starting both those running backs. DeAndre Swift, lock them in. Um, David Montgomery at lock him in. My sit is Darnell Mooney. Um, I know he had the massive play, but that was what made his week. Um, I, I do not trust Andy Dalton to be able to air it out deep. I think if you watch the play, Darnell Mooney managed to escape some coverage. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good talent. I think he's able to do that. I just wouldn't trust him to deliver. You know, I, I wouldn't want to start my Thanksgiving uh, off with banking on Darnell Mooney and, you know, him falling short. I think you're wrong. I am going to bank on Darnell Mooney. The Lions are not a good defense. The Lions are not a good football team. I'm banking on Darnell Mooney having another good game so they could air it out to him. As a sit, any quarterback? Can I even say any quarterback? If Allen Robinson plays, I'm sitting Allen Robinson. I'll say that. Um, aside from that, I mean... You start Darnell Mooney and not start Allen Robinson if the defense is the question. Because Allen Robinson's not producing with his team and Darnell Mooney's been the better fantasy wide receiver this year. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, TJ Hawkinson, watch out for him, uh, especially when, depending who the quarterback is, the Bears have let up the fifth least amount of fantasy points to tight end. So I'd say Hawkinson might be a dud in this one on Thanksgiving. So, all right, Raiders and Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb probably will play with a concussion, but again, we don't know that yet. That's Amari correct. Cooper. Amari Cooper is what? I don't think CeeDee's playing. Oh, the report that I saw earlier said he's probably going to No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going off report. I just feel like every concussion has been like you were uh, ruled in on Saturday. Okay, you know, that's fair. Game. It's a short okay. week. Yeah. Um, and Amari Cooper is um, Amari Cooper is out with COVID. So, Nick, who's one player you're going to start, one player you're going to sit in this one? Michael Gallup he looked pretty good. I think he's going to have a fine day. I think the Cowboys bounce back. I do think the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender. I think the team is way too talented. Uh, they need some help on the back end uh, for sure. Um, but the offense is moving the ball. They struggled against Kansas City. They struggled against Denver two weeks ago. But like I said let, this past Sunday, Vegas come midseason always loses their stride, and you clearly saw it over the last three, four weeks uh, ever since Gruden's been gone in the Henry Ruggs incident. That team has not been the same. They do not look like a, a contending football team. People thought they were going to make the playoffs. There's no way they make the playoffs. I think Dallas embarrasses them on Thanksgiving, gives those Cowboys fans a nice a nice feasty uh, meal to watch. And my, my sit's going to be Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is going to try and trust, uh, test Trayvon Diggs. I think Trayvon Diggs picks him off once. I think he could uh, have another interception in this game. I think they're going to be airing it out. You know, he could put up the yards. I don't see them get in the end zone too often. Raiders defense has given up the eighth most fantasy points to running back. So Zeke is going to have his Thanksgiving feast. He's going to have anything he wants on Thanksgiving. And, and you know what? I'm saying watch out for Dak, depending on who's playing wide receiver. Because if CD and Amari Cooper is out, I'm not starting Dak Prescott because I don't know who he's throwing the ball to. And I don't think he posts a top 10 quarterback number. I'll start Kirk Cousins um, or somebody like that over um, Dak Prescott. Um, and I'll also start Hunter Renfro. I think Renfro's going to have a nice game against that Cowboys uh, defense. And the night game, Bills at the Saints in the Superdome. 
Who's a start and who's a sit for you, Nick? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting everyone on New by, Orleans. By, by the way, Kamara didn't practice today, but the Saints did say if they were to practice today, which I, I love this so much. When the team's doing a walkthrough, they will say, this player would not have practiced if we practiced. Yeah. I don't know. They're just The language of it is hilarious. They said Kamara would not have practiced. If, if it's not Kamara, I'm not playing a single guy on that New Orleans side. I don't think that I don't think anyone is able to have a consistently productive enough game. Um, Ingram might be the only one, but you know, just because of Jonathan Taylor and what he did to them. But I, I think I think they shut down the run this game. I think they proved you know all year they've been number one against the running back up until this last week. Um, I, I think they go right back to that against the aging Mark Ingram. Uh, my start play your Buffalo guys. I think Buffalo's fine. You know, if I have to pick one, it's going to be Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox has been pretty consistent. Um, outside of the injury, I think Dawson Knox could play a fine game. I am benching Bills running backs again. And like I said last week, the bench the Bills running backs. The Saints have been the best defense against the run or one of the best, third best right now in fantasy. Um, so I am benching all the Bills running backs. However, I'm going to play the receivers, Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, maybe even Cole Beasley. The, the Bills are too talented of a football team to keep losing these games. I think the Saints will keep it close. Sean Payton kind of does keep it close, but um the bills kind of need to get right game at some point i say that about a lot of teams but i feel like they do need to get right game so your bills might have a nice thanksgiving feast play josh allen as well all right that's our show for this week thank you guys so much for watching you can find the audio versions of this show tuesdays fridays on stitcher google podcasts apple podcasts anywhere where you can find your podcast the video and audio version is always on our youtube channel primetime fantasy podcast social media instagram tiktok and uh, Twitter is Primetime FF Pod, Facebook and YouTube Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Next time you'll hear from us is Friday. We actually are going to record that show a couple of days early, but we'll do some fun segments, maybe like a Black Friday type segment or something like that. I love, Nick knows I love Black Friday. I joke with my parents that Black Friday is my favorite holiday of the year because I get to spend <laughs> money. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have fun with that one. So uh, once again, thank you guys. Like when we said those thank yous, like we meant it. So thank you for everybody who supported us in uh, any way possible this season. And we still got... Still got like six, seven weeks. So hopefully, hopefully we still have six, seven weeks with our teams. But no matter what, we'll be on the pulse and helping you guys up until championship week. That's all we got. We'll talk to you guys on Friday.